computer. Record there. Record there. No driving gloves tonight, everybody. Or uh, again, to you, valuable single listener out there. Uh, Sean and I tonight, uh, Will's building cars over in uh, undisclosed locations. He's in a uh, bunker somewhere, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, He's there's in a worse, bunker, they're short up. Worse people to be in a bunker with, I guess. That's probably uh, true. That's probably uh, he, true. He, she seems he, to be quite nice. He sent some pictures of the latest project he's working on, some Ferrari or something. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe, maybe not. Gotta, he told, he told us not to talk about it. Yeah, you got to share those with him. <laughs> yeah. They're um they're turning they're they're pre runnering a Bugatti Chiron, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw yeah. I saw pictures of that on Facebook the other day. Yeah, it's it's something something to that effect. It's a pre runner. They're they're talking about running uh, I don't know the Mint four hundred or something like that with a Bugatti Chiron. And uh, and a Bugatti Chiron EV EV pre runner, I believe, is what they're doing. Oh yeah, they're 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 swapping in a drivetrain from one of the old city electric cars for it. I thought it was a Model Y. Is this, is it a city electric? City electric. Okay, so it's you know, that. It, 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 it's a TV show, Motor Trend TV. Budget's a little tight. And it's uh, it's actually a hybrid. It's the city electric uh, PLP fifty hybrid. It's really <laughs> really cool, really cool. Yeah. So hey, um, that, that's the one that got away. Remember. <laughs> And uh, Derek's uh, running off to some somewhere. I don't know. Uh, I assume it's work related, and who knows? He took a truck. He took his old Chevy. I don't know. He just uh, he's not there. So it's just Sean and I tonight, and we're both buried. I'm taking some podcasting courses to help improve the show for you guys. Uh, doing about eighteen other things. Uh, wish some of it produced some income. Uh, Sean's got some of. Well, may, I don't know. Can we talk about what Sean's doing, or is Sean just? Oh yeah, no, we can definitely talk about it. It's um, just building yeah, these model rockets, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. I, just, I don't work. I, I don't work at all, except for like you know, I don't know. Um, Sean, that's not news to any of your friends. Yeah, no, all of my friends <laughs> think I don't work. No one thinks I've ever worked a day in my life, really. Um, uh, Nemesis Lab is actually in the process of releasing uh, Gen Two of our motorsport chassis and while we're doing that the nlo2 is what we're calling it um that is releasing we've got a couple of those sold those just went to powder coat um those there one's going out to the west coast one's going to oklahoma um we've got a bunch of people sitting on the fence just waiting to to pull the trigger on it uh they just wanted to see the finished product and and i have one sitting in my den right now that's drivable and all expectations that we had of this redesign have been absolutely eclipsed and it's just so exciting. And then Pete, uh, my partner at Nemesis, Pete came down from Pittsburgh basically to be here to assist when these three chassis, the, these initial three NLO2s were coming together. And then while he's here, we're working on all kinds of other stuff. We have um, some haptic projects that we're working on for gaming and simulation. We have, a command module that we're putting together based off of the NLO2 architecture that um, all of this kind of fits into no driving gloves just because Nemesis Lab, we build simulators. We build gaming chassis. We 
we virtually play with cars, as you've seen on No Driving Gloves a couple times. I've done some uh, cannonball-ish runs in uh, in the crew too, and it's basically coast to coast, and we're just we're just playing with uh, playing with virtual cars and having fun. So uh, that's what I'm up to for the most part. And then there's a bunch of other stuff going on as well with Nemesis. It's crazy, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Bronco. Are we not here to talk about the Bronco? Uh, I, I'm not touching the Bronco. I'm going to wait for the. You're going to wait for the. I'm going to wait for the press reveal. Uh, we, we, we we already had our cheap Jeep episode. Um, and uh, Okay, I, I thought we were going to talk about the Bronco. I've got Bronco stats pulled up. What what are you going to – you're going to side – you're going to sideswipe well, me here. I, I was going to just say that, you know, we're doing just a short little episode tonight. Uh, we're sitting down on uh, July 1st recording this, and a lot of things are changing a little bit with no driving gloves for the listeners out there. This this episode's going to release on July 2nd. Uh, no editing. We're just doing a quickie. Maybe we'll get to the Bronco and some of its stats. I don't know. Uh, I just want to let everybody know that all our videos have moved over to our Patreon page. Uh, that's something that was explained to me, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the videos are going to come out almost... I'm going to start... As soon as we conclude a show, they'll be uploaded and within 24 hours be available to view on Patreon. No editing, nothing. Um, raw, live, uncut. We clean up the podcast for audio release. Uh, that'll still be available for free audio, and it'll be available on YouTube audio for free for those of you that listen to it audio on YouTube. But all the video content's moving over to our Patreon page. Uh, right now, it's a $5 a month tier. If you think we're ripping you off for that, send some emails. and <laughs> we Maybe we'll change. Maybe we won't. Um, you know, we had Dave Pesciuto on a couple of weeks ago, and you know he's very adamant, don't discount anything, and it seems to work for him. Uh, he had some pretty successful, I'm going to post, uh, probably share tonight or tomorrow. Uh, he just had an episode about his go-karting and his first couple of go-kart races. I'll share that. We had him on five or six episodes ago uh, talking about his go-karting because his podcast and his YouTube really don't cover go-karting. And we hope to have him back on towards the end of the season to find out how his year went. Um, you know, we've got the ever-rotating uh, hosts here, Sean, Derek, uh, Will, and me. And we just, uh, whoever hits, hits. Uh, so we hope you guys are enjoying everything about the show. Um, we're looking at the idea of getting some call-in numbers and having those uh, posted on uh, social media here shortly. And you can call in and leave messages and comments about the show. Uh, just taking a couple of things to another level. The you know listenership's up. Uh, the Facebook page is growing. Um, I want to thank all the listeners for that. Now, I don't want to thank them at all, John. I uh, no, no, I definitely. No, you, you, wanna, you, you, you definitely. You just want to talk about the Bronco for some reason. No, actually, I, 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 I see your alpha becoming a Bronco. Is that what we're talking no, God, about? No, God, no. There's, there's so little chance of that happening. There's more chance of my alpha becoming a renegade than a Bronco. I promise you that. Well, that's there's cheating because that's alpha still a, that's still a Chrysler product. It's still uh, a Fiat at heart. <laughs> I like the Renegade actually. I've I've actually off-roaded the Renegade, and it's an epic little thing. It's especially the trail-rated one, man. We literally just hammered on those things at the Chelsea Proving Grounds, and it was it was amazing. Like water crossings and mud holes and all kinds of on and off camber giant berms and stuff at Chelsea, and it just took it. 
and kept digging. And my wife is standing right behind me and you can't see her right now. What do you, what, what, what? I do not want food yet, but I will, I will be done momentarily. We're, we're doing an abbreviated show. Um, my wife, ladies and gentlemen, my wife. Yeah, she popped um, on screen for a second there. There was like just a little And, and she kind of matched your background. It almost made her look for, topless. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, the show just got risque. Um, no, I like, I like the Renegade. I really do. I, I dig it. it. Like if you wanted to, uh, if you need like a hatch that you could still put four people in and, you know, maybe a dog of, of some size in the back, you're not getting a Mastiff in one, but. We could get our Greyhounds in one. Um, it's kind of a cool little truck. I dig it. That's not really what I wanted to talk about, but I definitely well, dig well, it. Well, I'm trying to do anything to keep you off the Bronco. <laughs> oh, is that where we're going? How about um, Lamborghini will sell you a 4,000 horsepower boat? Have you have you seen that? Is, Lamborghini's- it, real, is it really a uh, Lamborghini or is it some guy that? made a picture for uh robert Port. no evidently it's it's a company called i think it's a company called technomar yeah um but then they're building a a a boat that's lamborghini powered um oh the hype, thou- hype beast is what i'm seeing here it's Thanks. insanity total insanity because everyone needs uh a couple v12 diesels making 2000 horsepower a piece. Lamborghini that's, that's unveils exactly. 4,000 horsepower Technomar for Lamborghini 63-foot super yacht. Yeah, why not? Hey, why not? Uh, it's just three million bucks. The scary thing is we know a couple folks that may actually buy one. Well, that's what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, they're, they're, it's half the price of a Kona Sig. I mean, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, we know a couple folks that could literally be like, yeah, I think I kind of want one of those. So if you're out at Logan Martin and you see a, if you see uh, well, a, see the problem is Logan Martin has a 34 foot uh, max uh, grandfather clause, or maybe it's 32. Do they really? Yeah, one of my friends owns the largest boat you can have on Logan Martin, and it's grandfathered in, and it's 34, 36. Feet. Okay, I didn't realize they had a size. Yeah, it, yeah. Otherwise, sizes. otherwise, think of the people we know. Somebody would drop a 155 foot boat, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and nobody could get around. <laughs> It looked like they helicopter it in. Looked like the Monaco Harbor during a Grand Prix weekend at Logan Martin. That's exactly what we need is two hundred foot yachts on a lake. I want a two hundred foot yacht on a lake just just to go crappie fishing. Like why not? Well, I mean, you could do it on uh, like Lake Michigan or Lake Superior. Yeah, that'd work. I mean, any lake that has a tide is not really a lake. (laughs) <laughs> any lake that's big enough to actually have a tide i, I don't necessarily it's kind of like pluto in that respect it's too big to be a lake rename them well they're fresh water and you know they've got these crazy little rules they're the sea the seas of michigan how's that uh, yeah. I just locked John up. I can literally see him thinking like I'm not nah, sure that, I think I think that was a yeah uh, an internet thing. <laughs> How about the the uh, Mansuri Ford GT? Um, have you seen the Mansuri Ford GT? Uh, I avoid looking at those. Anything by them just does not appeal to me. It is. So I, I have not seen it, but I will probably go. Let's say hideous. 
The only thing I like war- less usually are Liberty Walk kits. I don't mind Liberty Walk stuff. It depends on the car. Um, no, Liberty Walk, they used, like I always say, they used to sell in uh, J.C. Whitney as 4x4 fenders. I mean, you can see the little rivets and screws and everything. I, I, do know, I do know the newest Liberty Walk kits have finally listened to me, and, you know, the, the fasteners are invisible. But it's... Uh, I like I just, the exposed fasteners. I, I think they look cool. I think they look, I think they look race car. I think they look like uh, four by four pickup trucks out of the 1970s. So we're back to pre-runners. Yes, we are. Okay, it's perfect. Well, they didn't have pre-runners in the 1970s, did they? I'm all about. I think they've always had pre-runners, have they not? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Monster, I really, Monster trucks came out in '74. So is that when? Bigfoot, the first Bigfoot was 74? Bigfoot 1, I believe, was 74. Was it really that long? I was four years old when that happened? Yeah. yeah you're, really? You're, you're an old man. Yeah. I've been around a day or two. I didn't realize. I thought that was early 80s when that happened. Uh, was his name? Oh, no, oh, no, because the early Bigfoot was like, I think it was a 74 Ford. Was it really? I remember pictures of that, of that original truck. That thing was crazy. Like when it when it came out, everybody lost their minds. Like, well, it was just it, a uh, <clears throat> pr- promo thing for Chandler's four by four place, and you know somebody, I think somebody gave him the tires, or he bought the tires dirt cheap from a um, Army Depot, and uh, put the truck together, and then somebody said, "Oh, you can crush cars with that." So he started crushing cars with that. How did we get to Bigfoot from Monsuri Ford GT to Woman Bigfoot? Woman nearly decapitated after flying turtle smashes into her car windscreen. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, the headline is how. John's <laughs> literally like we're putting together this little blurb of a, of a show, and John's literally going through like the National Enquirer. <laughs> And the Daily Mail looking for vehicular-based articles. <laughs> There's a picture of this turtle halfway through the passenger side. Maybe it's driver's side. It could be an English car. Windshield. And then they've got a picture of the interior and the rest of the turtles through it. And then they've got a picture of Mario in his little car. You know, kind of like, what the heck? But I don't have any. Uh, what? Maybe I do have a story on that. Uh, or wait. Is there a picture of Mario like saying "It's a me" and throwing a turtle at? Nope. Or is that too soon? No, there's nothing. Sorry, no other information to be found on that. No other info. Oh, oh what do we have here? Mini has something. Does Mini have something new? The 2021 Mini Cooper John Cooper Works GP. Oh, I, I, they've been talking about that one for a while. It's just a whole bunch of kitted out stuff on a, a mini, and I th- it's sixty grand or something. I mean, the GPs have always been limited production, and they've been really cool. The first-gen GP, I, the first and second GPs, I really wanted one. And then, like, the second one, <clears throat> I went and actually looked at it, and – it was like $46,000 or something like that sitting on the showroom floor. And I just, I'm looking at the car going at no time would I ever consider a mini Cooper to be a $46,000 car. Oh, I have, Even a, as, I have a friend who bought one two years ago, John Cooper works in British racing green 
$53,000 sticker price. Uh, was that the, uh, there was a Silverstone edition or something like that. It nope. was green. No, it wasn't even the special no, edition. It was, I mean, it had everything on it except one, okay. op, one option, but $53,000. And that was after he negotiated like $2,300 off sticker. And it took over almost a year to get delivered because of some shipping issue or they only the way Mini builds cars. So by the time he got it, they were building Minis and Cooper S's in the next model year. And he got a previous model year car. So he bought a year old, more than a year old car for no discount. I mean, it's a year, a year timeline depreciation. I just... When I start looking at, you know, let's look at it this way. 60 grand for a mini, John Cooper works, GP, blah, 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 limited edition, or 60 grand for a C8. Or 60 grand for a C8, or (laughs) 35 grand for a a Civic Type R, or 35 grand for a Focus RS, or, you know, it's just like I. You know, 65 grand, 65, 70 for a Hellcat. I mean, it's. I just hell. If you want to get pre-owned, you can get a quadrifolio, either the the Julia or the Stelvio. You can get a quadrifolio for less than fifty. That's uh, yeah. I I don't I don't I I love minis, man. I really do. I well, I'm I'm fat guy in a little car anyway. You know that. Um, I love minis. I love little Fiat five hundred Abarths. I I just I like tiny hot hatches. Um, I like cars that you have to put on like a shoe. Um, they just, there's something about them. They're very visceral. They're, they, they just, they, they, they turn me on basically. Um, but when I look at a mini Cooper and I see a 45 plus or $55,000 plus price tag, it's like, mm-hmm. well, we go back 20, I'm talking 20 years. Ex-wife and I had a mini Cooper S ordered fully optioned, everything on it. And it was only going to be like 23 or $24,000. Yeah, that was yeah. 2002 is when they came to the States. Yeah, so, I had yeah, a 2002 car that I, that I campaigned uh, in SCCA nationally, and the car was epic. Now, we but, were supposed to get the, like, 23rd one delivered in the Washington, D.C. area, and due to political things, it never happened. But, I mean, it's still, we've more than doubled the price of the car for the top-of-the-line top car. And, you know, I understand there's some inflation involved, but. I just, I just, <laughs> I just John's like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, I, I, I'll admit I'm old and I, I'm cheap, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, old and cheap is one thing, but like we're, we are car people, you know, and, and you have to admit that, that they're fun cars. They are an absolute blast to drive, but at some point there is, a return on investment cap that you reach, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a pain limit basically when it comes to what you're willing to spend for a particular make of vehicle and 50 plus thousand dollars for a brand new mini Cooper should never be a phrase that you have to utter. Like it just doesn't even make sense. Um, 50 grand is rarefied air when it comes to a toy for, for most people. And and I just don't I don't get it, man. Go out and buy a, a three or four year old one, and you can buy it for backside of twenty. You can get a JCW for twenty two or something like that, and that's that's a fun car. No, um, that, it's just it's it's the typical thing. And I think I I'm luckily by the age of fifty, I may have arrived, and I bought 
you know, a $18,000 depreciable car and we'll be paying cash for the next toy car. Um, when we come out of this um, thing we're going through now, I plan on buying another toy car. Right now, I don't want to let go of the cash. Uh, but I think once once uh, normal has returned, uh, whatever it is. You want to wrap it this? It's a short episode, right? Yeah. You want to wrap the short episode up on what is the next toy car? Do you know? Is is Are you reserving decision? Um, right now, you know, I'm just playing with the idea of maybe getting a Miata or a Boxster again, uh, just something two seat, um, you know, two seat convertible, even though I'm in Alabama and way down, man, you're, you're, who are you? It's like, I don't even know you. Well, I'm getting a little practical and, um, I just, you know, you got to remember, we also have this, uh, you know, wide body 400 horsepower you know e85 equipped uh, cadillac in the driveway too that's very true yeah that's very true so she has a toy car and i can have a toy car and then we have our practical family car every time that i've talked to you for the last i don't know how long though about a toy car and and lotus has always popped up have evoras just not depreciated enough for you yet uh evoras are cheap i mean you can get evoras for the same price as an elise but I'm just not, I don't know. I, You're not it, in anymore. It goes back for a couple of years. I just haven't had the desire to have a Lotus. I don't know why. Um, sorry, Lotus people out there. If I was to consider a Lotus for a toy car, it would be an Elan M100 again. And my fear on that, the same way as a CRX, I really don't want a 30-year-old toy car. I want something that's a little bit newer and I don't have to worry about it failing me. Again, I don't like car maintenance. Does your toy car need to have a warranty now? Uh, no, because that gets it into a whole different price bracket. Okay, just checking. It just, just, needs, it just need, it needs to be fully depreciated out. It's one thing that I've talked to many car collectors, and if you want to turn this into No Driving Gloves Dave Ramsey edition, you need to make sure your toy cars are fully depreciated out. I mean... CRX would be great. First generation show would be great. The Elan M100 would be great. Fully depreciated out, uh, possibly upside on those. But I don't want the nightmares, the mechanical failure. If I'm going to go something that old, I'm going even older and going to a C3 Corvette. So when it breaks, I can fix it at the local auto zone uh, because I do know how to change my own windshield wipers. So I am a grown man. (laughs) Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, I'm... I have sort of in the last couple of years realized that I don't, I don't really want, I don't want a car out of warranty at this stage. Like I, I don't have a garage to fix it in. That's, that's at my house. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to fix it. There's a guy <laughs> over in Pelham. I'm hoping will work. Right. <laughs> like I'm, I'm 50 miles away from civilization now or 50 minutes away, basically from civilization, not quite that many miles, but um, I literally like I, my toy car of choice. If I went out tomorrow, with money in hand to buy the next toy as much as I have said came and came and came and came in over the last decade plus of my life, because my little stint with Porsche basically burned that car into my psyche. It, it became my spirit car. Um, I think now that I've owned the alpha for a little over a year, I really think a four C 
may be the next toy for me. Um, and that's really weird to say because Cayman has been the go-to for so long, but you can buy 4C for so cheap now. And there's something about being able to look at a car and go, that's got a carbon tub. I don't know why that it just makes me giggle. Um, I think that's, that's probably my next one. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah, you said carbon tub. My, my head just hopped over to the new, uh, Polestar. Uh, oh, Polestar's cool. I, the, but, the Polestar EVs are actually really cool. So, well, they've got the new, that new one that's in the press fleets right now. I keep reading about hearing about and 155 grand, but, and it, it looks good. Everybody likes it. We'll put pictures up on Facebook. Yeah. It's a cool uh, car, but, um, that's Polestar again, doesn't know how to bad build bad things. I mean, well, Polestar builds amazing stuff. Well, and, the, I mean, in conjunction with Volvo. So the whole thing with Polestar is, especially with this first car, clean slate. They weren't building to a price point. They the engineers and designers were told to build this car. Right. They and they weren't saying build it, but we've got to sell it for sixty grand. They said build it, and we'll sell it. So. It's really nice yeah, it's, when, you know, it's, cool. it's really nice when, you know, designers have that. That's why Ferraris are expensive, why Lamborghinis are expensive, why, because uh, they really, you know, they're not building to a price point. They're building to a desire or a dream. So, indeed. And now you've got me thinking uh, about a powder blue Polestar, like proper full tilt Polestar V60. Um, um that's a cool that's a cool car man you, you know me long enough to go back to when i was bought my boxster my my 987 boxster yeah you were dumb uh, enough to loan that car to me for a day um <laughs> i'm dumb enough to loan everything <laughs> ask me one day about uh loaning loan one of my crx's out and the somebody coming back and saying it's on fire but uh, you've loaned me two cars to do two very different things with, and they both came back in very good shape. Well, you, like you, you lent out. me some too, and I think I treated <laughs> them well. But I was looking at, uh, I almost bought instead of the uh, Boxster, a, Vol- a Volvo Polestar C30 um, that was custom specced by an American buyer, um, but somehow had Swiss delivery. It was a Swiss-only color. Only like four of them were painted the shade of grain. HRE wheels, Polestar, everything on it. And it was the same price, again, as a C30. It really had no premium. Um, it's always been kind of nice. It's kind of like, like the C30. Like, so. I really like We almost bought a C30, too. We almost bought a, a, a C30 for and, and took the uh, the factory delivery deal. You could get one at sticker and they would give you like two tickets to two, t- two air, two uh, round trip airfares. And uh, they put you up in a hotel for like five days. And then you could take delivery of your car and drive it around Europe for up to 60 days or something like that. And then you took it back to the factory and you flew home and they put it on a boat. And then a month or so later, your car shows up and that we were so close to doing that. And I kind of wish we would have pulled the trigger on it. Cause I think they killed that program. And if they hadn't killed that program, obviously with uh, with the current state of the U.S. and COVID, <laughs> we're not really welcome over there anymore right now. Yeah, so. I say you can't go pick up your car right now. Right. If you've got that Porsche or Mercedes on European delivery, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you might as well just go ahead and scratch that one. Go back to your dealer and go, hey, can I get that extra cash back? 
Um, and on that note, are we keeping this short? Because if we're keeping yeah, this short, I was going to say I'm, I'm done. We were going to keep this short. Right, we, ended up, we ended up hitting 30 minutes. You guys take it easy. Uh, some big ones around the corner. Um, one that I, I'll just tease podcast coming out Monday or Tuesday next week. Lamborghini has been asking oh, yeah. us to get this thing out because some of their people want to hear it. Good I don't stuff. know why, but. Lamborghini. I know why. I know why because the, 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 We're not the gentleman that we interviewed has done something amazingly cool, no, and no, you no, guys no. definitely want to check it out. Well, I, I hope I talked over you. I don't want to give anything other than <laughs> Lamborghini wants to, wants to hear this podcast, and hopefully, we'll get Lamborghini's response on it too. Um, it's nice to be wanted. With that, <laughs> definitely. Is. Um, you know, tuck your zambonis away, Derek. Take it easy. I don't think he's commuting to wherever he's going today. Uh, Will, Godspeed to you in your hellacious work schedule. Enjoy your cave uh, and enjoy your 900-hour work week, sir. And, Sean, I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.